Well, hello there, people. This is Evangelist Slade with Straight from the Heart, your first episode of 2021. I'm so excited. Today I have a guest. But before we talk to her, I want you to get your coffee, your tea, anything you have. Kick your feet up and just relax and enjoy the show. And uh, hopefully there's something in it that you can use for yourself, body, mind, and soul. Well, hello, Kelly Naomi Slade. Glad to have you here today. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, but I know you have such a hectic schedule with kids and school and your job and your businesses and all your other aspirations. So I'd like to just start off again by thanking you for being here and uh I'm going to ask you a few questions and I want you to just be open and real and it's okay if you're deep because I know there's a lot of moms out there that are just like maybe bald headed by now and have to buy wigs (laughs) because of everything that they're going through. I just picture it in my head. You know, it's like there's this new emoji that I found on Facebook and the girl's pulling her hair out every time someone says something. (laughs) Sounds like Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a mom, you work, you go to school you and um so with all of that what's going on with the transition of 2020 the beginning it was like yay like you say uh you know you're working and everything's going good then all of a sudden boom kids have to be home oh that's okay you live you live with your mom and every there's help and then all of a sudden it just starts to get tougher and tougher (laughs) and then you're the emoji pulling your hair out on both ends So give us a little bit of uh, your take on that. Yeah, so I've got two kids. Uh, Chloe's 11 and Jason is nine. Um, Chloe is on the autism spectrum um, and has ADHD. And I work a very demanding job as an HR recruiting coordinator for um, a global communications company. So a regular day with no COVID and no stay-at-home order was already hectic and so to smash all of that together in the blink of an eye and now I've got to do that from home and manage my kids from home and manage their workload from home and there is no behavioral coach for my kid in her class there's you know there's there's just me I feel like mental health just went straight out the window and I went straight into chaos mode. My hair is on fire and I just really on most days in the beginning wanted to just punch myself in the face just to knock myself out because I couldn't handle it. Um, and, and you know, the transition from there to now, I won't say that it's perfect, but I think I've I've come into a place where I realize I really have to put my mental health first. Um, uh, and for me, that really does mean uh, going deeper in my relationship with the Lord. Um, but that's really what this transition has, has shown me is that um, our mental health is really, really important. And as a country, we neglect it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's a realization now that it needs to be put first for everyone in your household. Now with that, like I said, there was COVID and um, they've made it so scary that I've even heard your kids say, oh my gosh, don't touch me because I don't want to die. Oh, wait, wait, you were outside, you might die, you know, and then there was Black Lives Matter and it was like, what, what's going on? What does that mean? And they're black, but they're like, um, okay. And then you had the politics and they even kind of heard some of that. And again, like I said, here goes mom again, pulling out the last few strands of hair that you have. It's comical to me on the end of, we see movies 
like this and we're the ones going, no, don't go that way. No, don't do that. No, we have all the answers. But in real life, it's not that way. Right. It's actually funny you said that because when COVID first started, I, I did say to myself, like, this is how all the zombie movies begin. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, someone gets sick and then there's closures and the world's shutting down and there's a pandemic. And, you know, but what's interesting to me is just how much the world thrives on fear mongering. Um, and so in my house, as controversial as it might be, we don't watch the news. I check highlights for things that are important to protect my family's safety um, once a day. That's my news quota. And I figure with my dad's place in government, I'll know if I need to know something else. But I, even listening to talk radio in the car, I'm a big NPR supporter, but I just can't because when my kids are 11 and 9 and know the death toll in the, you know, the Western Hemisphere today from COVID, that's too much. It's too much for them. And they don't need that extra anxiety in their life. Uh, exactly. Yeah. How did you explain the race? Do they understand what racism is? I, my kids have a very strong sense of injustice and I, of what that means, and, and they don't like it. And I, I'm not really mm. sure. It's just something that's in them naturally, and it may just be because my philosophy is to be kind to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um and even my daughter's late father, that was his whole thing, is everyone was his friend. Like, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't be on a bus at the beach out of town without someone knowing him or him saying hi to someone. And so it's just so ingrained into them just to be kind to everyone that it didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and I think that with the emphasis being on black male lives that were in jeopardy, um, I think it had more of an impact on my son, who was concerned about his identity being Hispanic and black. Um, does it matter? Will being Mexican save me? Um, and so these are all questions that I was not prepared to deal with. <laughs> I was more prepared to deal with, you know, why are you a single mom then? Um, can you tell me if my heritage can save me from being battered by a police officer? And so having to redirect my kids to understand that a few bad seeds don't create a bad tree. Um, you just get a few bad apples out of it. And that police very much are there for our protection and our safety and to uphold the law. Um, and that there are just forces out there at work who wish to see certain things or certain people groups destroyed. Um, but that there is no supreme people group. Black lives matter, but all lives matter. Mm. Our police officers' lives matter. Mm -hmm. um, and just really pointing out to them um, that it's not about making sure that your people group has a voice, but to make sure that as a country, we have more of a collective thought process as to what makes America great <laughs> in mm. real terms. You can't just put it on a hat and make it a slogan. Right. Um, we have to work together to make America great. And mm -hmm. it takes more than having the right president or the right political party. And so those are conversations I'm having to have with an 11 and 9 year old. They haven't even started to talk about <laughs> politics in school yet. Right. Um, but these are the conversations that we're having to have because I don't want to raise dummies. <laughs> right. I don't want to raise ignorant children who are going through life afraid of police um, mm -hmm. unnecessarily or... Um, having supremacist attitudes because mm -hmm. you know then that makes us wrong mm -hmm. so um yeah that's how we've been handling that here in the, in the household now schooling <laughs> i have firsthand watched you when the beginning of this you were blessed because it was right after taxes right just about the same time so you were able to buy everything they needed in the home 
to sustain yourself and them for the school hours. It was at first, it was like, yay, I'm there, you're there, they have the kids. But then we soon saw that everybody's schedules intertwined. I wanted to be at the desk, but they needed silence and you needed to do work, but they needed attention. You needed to make sure they were, and like you said, you have a challenged child. So that meant you had to pay extra attention to that. You had to do scheduling, which was great. I saw my house turned into an office and a school and I didn't have a problem. I had to remove me, move myself out of the equation and stop thinking it was about me. It wasn't about my little house anymore looking cute all day long, you know, and I saw you put this together and I saw the kids actually look forward to it like They liked looking at that and do I get a star and do I get a red dot? So help some of these moms out here and tell them exactly what your method of their madness behind it was. Um, You know, I didn't really have one. I think um, after I had my own personal meltdown, I just had to think like, what is the best way for us to thrive? And how do I set the tone and set that mindset for myself and for my kids every day so that we can be successful at whatever this is that we're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, because it didn't have a name yet. And and so now that this is our normal, where this is our adjustment, um, and in that, in that thinking, just making sure that our mindsets were right at the beginning of the day. So I realized that most schools and most classes want to stay on their standard schedule, 8.30 synergy or whatever you want to call it. But those first few hours in the morning are really dedicated to us waking up and not just rolling out of bed and into front of a computer screen, but just getting in the right attitude, getting in the right mindset. These are the expectations for the day. This is how we want to succeed today. And then putting your best foot forward um, and, and not holding yourself to perfection. It's not going to look perfect every day. Some days, You may not go to bed um, feeling like you were super successful, but just taking credit for those small successes, like, hey, we had everybody log on on time today. Um, Or, you know, somebody finished their whole math assignment today. But just making sure that you take success for, take credit for those small successes. It's really gonna make a difference um, in your whole family's mindset every day. Mm -hmm. So, your take, you got a stimulus check. And everyone was excited. Do you think it really helped? That's tough. So I, um, I think that the stimulus check definitely is a godsend. I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, like I said, I kind of keep my nose out of the news. And to tell you the truth, I'm so detached. I didn't even realize we were getting a second, second round of stimulus checks. It just kind of happened and I was like, thank God, because I can, you know, pay rent now with hours getting cut because that's a real thing for a lot of people. And so I think in a small way, it does help, um, but it's not sustainable. Um, and and even though I was excited and it, it met a provision at the time, I, I think that the reliance on the stimulus check is just another source of fear mongering, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, because now they're developing an unnatural dependence on the government system to support them. Um, and it's unreliable. It, nothing has been created to be a sustainable system where we can count on every month or bi-monthly or semi-annually until this goes away getting a certain amount of money. And so we've really moved Americans away from learning how to budget and taking care of what the real issue is, is which is things are getting closed down, things are getting shut, people are losing jobs, and um, 
mental health is at its all-time low here people are losing hope and so instead of pumping in hope where we should be pumping it in we're pumping in fear and be afraid and this might go away and we're gonna crash and burn mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think that a long-term solution to oh my gosh I went through oh I have this gel on my nails and I don't know how to take it off. I had to rip them off. Then my nails were all in pain. And then I didn't know what I was going to do. And I, all of a sudden I was like, what in the heck are you doing? There are pressing yeah. issues. And you worried about gel on your nails. It took months <laughs> for me to file them, take care of them. Now I don't even want to get them done because I'm like, I don't want to live in fear. Where are we going? Okay. Where are we going? Now I got to have them toes done. I got to have my toes done. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's, that's the mindset though, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's no... There's nowhere to go. Like, there is the outdoors and there's the indoors. There's driving to the supermarket or mm -hmm. to Walmart. That's the outing. That's the excitement. There's church still. Some mm -hmm. places are still open. Well, I had fun seeing black women became more gorgeous to me because we couldn't go get our hair done. So everybody was going natural. And I, I saw so many people with their natural hair and headbands and wraps. And I was like, oh my God, we are beautiful. We don't need all that. And then when everything started kind of tapering, I said, oh, here we go again. But then it came back again. And so it's kind of funny to me. I even had to cut my hair off because I jacked it up. And, uh, but back to the serious note, I'm thinking about teachers for a long time kept having issues with their pay, how they were treated. I think people are seeing now how tough it is. Oh Don't gosh. you feel like a teacher without benefits? I mean, yeah. I mean, teachers are fundamentally underpaid, it, especially here. Um, but I can't really imagine what it would be like to manage a classroom for eight hours a day with 30 kids. Oh, Jeez. Because I literally pull my hair out emoji with these two here at home. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, definitely when this everything returns back to our new way of living, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like, mm -hmm. um, there really needs to be some extra emphasis on the value of teachers. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And, and where the money in the educational system is going because it's not really going into schools. Where's all the lot People buy lottery tickets habitually, religiously. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the ratio of how many people buy lottery tickets and the money that goes in there to what our schools look like and the quality mm -hmm. of our education in the States and mm -hmm. the value that we place on our teachers and what they do, I think I'm hoping that this really shifts our perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. Because I, as my grandkids, when they visit me and they're working, I always hone in and say, I love you so much, teacher, for doing all that you do. And they blush. They don't get it. They don't get a lot of things. Thanks. I had a teacher named Kelly Green, and she was up in Vegas, and I met her. And she said, oh, I have to deal with attitude, parents walking in the background smoking, kids sitting there with their jammies on and their legs up and you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. eating while they're because they don't, the environment and the atmosphere yeah. is not set up for learning. Yes. It's like, I'm at home. I want to play my Nintendo. I want to play my computer. Yeah. Mom's watching TV. They're over there drinking. You see bottles of beer on tables and people think it's funny. It's not. It makes it hard because the teachers are still teachers yeah. with a lot less help. And so whatever we can do to make them feel loved, I think like distractions how do you deal with your kids 
you're working. Mm-hmm. They know it. Mm-hmm. Now in school, you can't do that. You right. can't get up and go get your little little toy and your little pillow or your little whatever. Yeah. But at home, it's like, oh, mom's got to be online. She's in a meeting. She can't yell at us. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? What do you say to a mom that's like, oh, I can't yell on Zoom while I'm at a meeting? What do I do? This is so true. What so, are the consequences? I think by this point in uh, pandemic lifestyle, we have come to a point where most people don't have their cameras on and are at work Zoom meetings. And so... I am paying attention to my meeting at work, but I am like police monitor in my house. Um, I've got two kids in two different grades, so they're in their classes at two, teachers talking at different times, classroom responses and all that stuff. And so I have one kid in the room at their desk and I have one kid in here at the kitchen table. And it's just, I mean, that's why it's so exhausting, but it is keeping an eye out. Mm. I set the expectation that this is an office and this is a school. You can't come lying to me if somebody does something to upset you if I'm at work and you're at school, so don't do it at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may sound detached and removed, but I'm, I'm making my kids responsible people. You've mm-hmm. gotta be responsible. You know you can't bring a toy to school, so you can't have a toy at the table. Mm-hmm. You can't play with your Nintendo Switch on your break at school, because I won't let you take it to school. Mm-hmm. And it's a distraction. You forget when you're supposed to return to your class meeting. Mm-hmm. So those things don't get played with until three o'clock. Mm-hmm. So the focus is I can't make them not go on YouTube. That's a big problem for all of us right now is that our kids are doing everything else because they're spending all this time online. Mm-hmm. But if I don't hear you in your class, that computer gets shut up like a clam Good. and Good. you don't get to play with it. You have to use it for school purposes. Good. So those are how we set those expectations and boundaries in the house. And I've learned from watching you because I watched them um, one day and I said, okay i didn't have to yell i didn't have to say anything i said look if i have to tell you one more time not to try to slip over to youtube you won't get it anything the rest of the day you could just go sit and stare at the wall they got their homework done yeah now kelly you are you teach people how to organize how to change their mindsets how to find their power source you you teach you have a uh upcoming teaching of experiencing joy in the journey you teach health oh my gosh you do a lot of stuff and sometimes you feel like you're doing too much but you're just doing what you're led to do give hope to that mother that's like oh I want this to be over I still want to do this and I still want to do that and and I will put a plug in there grandmothers these days you have grandmothers who are competing with their daughters trying to be young trying to be friends right now our daughters need us so if you have time take a couple days a week tell them go have you time there's not a lot to do but they could still go for a drive get their nails done whatever and take time i'm not computer little illiterate but i learned enough to know how to know what they know how to do and then we get together and then you instruct me on what to do so that when they're there it's easy as one two three i have their meals organized everything is done and then they get to look at tv and you're out having a ball and it's just a couple of days a week it's not it's not about us. It's about the moms, the kids, and even helping the teachers. So give them hope before we go. Um, yeah, 
I mean, just to, you said I could go deep, so I'll go deep here, but um, for me it really is the Lord. And I know everyone has a creator or a divine, but for me, my source is God. Um, and I, you know, it says in the Bible that you can't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And so you really need the word of God to sustain you every day. Mm. Um, and Monday was exceptionally hard coming back from the winter break. You know, I had to wake up after not having to wake up on time <laughs> for a few weeks. And it was a lot harder than, and then, you know, being restored after two and a half months of summer, you know, that two weeks was just like, just enough to make you feel relaxed and then not wanting to go back. So, you know, I had to switch on my mindset wake up positive patty you know i had to kind of wake up and and get my little journal that i have by my bed and write down everything that was already stressing me out before the day even started and i didn't censor it i didn't grammar check it i just spilled it out and then i accounted for all the things that i had to be grateful for i was so blessed over the christmas holiday my church blessed us friends blessed us i got my rent paid all those things that i was so worried about and i had reason to be thankful for and then I just took all those things and canceled them out with my gratitude. And I just told God, thank you for this day. Please bless my day and bless my mindset and give me grace enough just to get through the day. Mm -hmm. And then I found my scripture for the day. It's so important to just have a word every time you feel like you're going to that negative, I'm going to slam myself into the wall space. There needs to be a positive word that you can call on mm -hmm. to turn that attitude around for the day. And then mm -hmm. movement, stretching, shaking your body. Uh, there's a funny song, um, um, be still, wiggle, 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 stop. It's something my kids used to listen to when they were really little, but it's like sometimes you gotta wiggle, like you just gotta get out of your chair and just shake your body and then sit down and like you feel the blood moving and you feel better. And knowing if it's supplements that you need, sometimes it's not mental. Sometimes you have to think about, is there something missing physically, physiologically in my body that's making me feel tired and sluggish? So all those things go together. And so I say, just make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you're not taking care of you, you have nothing to give to anyone else. And the chaos is in your home. And, so. and I'd like to add, do not feel guilty. There is nothing wrong with saying I need to do something for me, whether it, you got to do a facial or you need to get a massage, whatever you can do that's open right now. And if there is nowhere to go and you have a friend, sisters, get out, help each other out. You know, I've offered my daughter, put your feet in the bucket. Let me massage your feet. One day I put some heat on her ankles and she was like, ooh. Yes. And it, you know, and, and it's just loving on each other and treating each other right, you know. And tell your sister, hey, let me come over today and let me try a new hairstyle on you. We got to love ourselves and each other. So, oh, I am so excited about this day doing this show. I've been longing to do an interview with you and I can't wait to come back and talk about all the other things you do. I can't wait to see what you're going to do with experiencing joy on the journey. Oh my gosh, that sounds like something we all need. How to experience yes. joy in the journey. Yeah. I just got that out of all these years. I used to sing about it and be in the choir. Joy, joy, joy. And all of a sudden it hit me. Happiness is fleeting. Joy yeah. is eternal. Exactly, exactly. So with that, this has been Evangelist Slade with Straight From The Heart. If you would like to learn more about me or any of the things that I'm doing, go to www.michelleslade.com and Michelle is with an A www.michelleslade.com or go to IGTV and watch a sip and a tip so with that 
Put on your thinking caps. And when you wake up in the morning, joy. Till next time. Bye-bye.